G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It's great to have you here listening from wherever you are. My name is Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. This week on the podcast, me and Riley, we tackle quite an interesting conversation. This wasn't a, an easy uh, conversation to have as we talk about the problem of following Jesus. And we really unpack the idea of what it looks like to deny ourselves, which is what Riley talked about at our Sunday experiences. And so we talk about why would anyone want to become a Christian? It seems like a lot of hard work and a lot of pain, but we also talk about why we would follow Jesus and what those benefits are. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and make sure to ask your questions at www.beyondchurch.com.au forward slash problem of Jesus. And you can ask any questions about Jesus that you have there and we will answer every single question on a bonus podcast episode. Apart from that, I hope you really enjoy this conversation. Well, Riley, I'd say that this is a more challenging um, kind of message to put together. Would you, would you agree with this one? Uh, this is a funny one, Locke. Um, <laughs> funny one in the sense of like, you know, part two, we're looking at the problem of following Jesus. It's what we're talking about on Sunday in person and, and online too. But yeah, it was a real um, a real wrestle just in the sense of like, I don't know, I think for those of you that have ever kind of, um, I don't know, approached an assignment or like maybe writing a short story in high school or something like that where you get so caught up in writing it and just along the way you're like oh, I should add this in I could add this in or maybe you're like finding out a little bit more of yourself through your writing or something this was a funny one I think it always comes down when you're crafting a message or looking at um, kind of scripture or a bible verse or anything like that maybe even in your own kind of personal time or study time to really start to see how this applies to your life but um yeah this is a, a funny one in the sense that when I was piecing it together I was like this is incredibly applicable uh, to the problem of following Jesus, but also incredibly applicable and challenging and uncomfortable in some ways to myself in my own life, because constantly as I was heading uh, heading through this this text where Jesus talks uh, to this crowd of people about what it looks like to follow him, and he says the words, you must, you must do this, this is what will cost you. I was looking at my own life and getting really introspective and going like, wow, like this is so narrow, so well defined. There's not a lot of wiggle room here. Um, it was, yeah, it was certainly a funny message to piece together this week, um, but a really valuable yeah. conversation, I, I think, um, more than anything, I hope, but more so a really valuable conversation for me to engage with almost with myself and yeah, other definitely. people. That's the beauty of it when you have to look into yourself and say, wow, like, is this how I follow Jesus? It's a, it's a tough, tough thing to talk about um, mm. and it gets you mm. to think and consider, but hey, that's awesome because I feel like the message we got this Sunday and the, hopefully the Beyond the Message will just be an extension of a personal journey um, trying to articulate what it actually looks like to follow Jesus. Uh, but Riley, we started on a pretty serious note there. Um, I don't know how to... Do we just keep going or, you know... We, Where do we like, go from from here? Well, <laughs> that's right. I will, I will say it's, it's a big day for you, Riley. It's a Sunday, so we're recording right in the middle of, of two um, presentations of this this Sunday message. So you, you're, a, you're a trooper for coming on the podcast. On oh, today. listen, like... Always a big fan of jumping in for an old uh, B BTM. Uh, at the BTM. same time, I have I've carboloaded on a cricket. Uh, Korean, <laughs> I was trying to say Korean, um, Korean chicken burger. Um, so on. Listen, I'm feeling well fueled. I've done my carboloading for this podcast. Very good. Um, and I think I've probably got three coffees um, within me right now as well. So buzzing is literally the word uh, of the hour right now for me. Buzzing. So, well, I'm buzzing. Let's get through 
and let's start asking these questions of the four Monday. If you're new to the podcast, we have four questions every week and we ask them in light of the four Monday. And so the four Monday. Yeah. A lot of fours, but we love it. And uh, we're going to, we're going to step into our first question, Riley, um, because on the weekend you talked all about denying yourself. That's um, Jesus's words that we must deny ourselves. Um, and I'll let you kind of fill in the, the rest there. But, but Riley, what does it look like for us today to deny ourselves and follow Jesus? Because I'm a little bit confused by it, even after um, your presentation. Yeah. Very articulate, oh. but I, I, I'd love to know. Weird phrase, hey. Um, and I think even reading through it, like this is in Mark, but it's also in Luke. Luke 9 verse 23 is what we were looking at this week where Jesus says it. But this idea of, of self-denial, I think we talked about on Sunday and our self-forgetfulness literally um you know this idea of almost we talked about before jumping into the podcast today before jumping into the podcast like like this idea of almost like emptying yourself like literally not putting yourself uh first but jesus kind of extends that a little bit more with this invitation of if any of you wants to be my follower which maybe it doesn't really sound like an invitation in that sense but you must you must do this says you must deny yourself um and i guess really if we kind of trying to summarize or even paraphrase what Jesus is talking about here while still getting to the foundation of what he's talking about. Um, we could probably do it by just looking at, at our own human nature or really our own kind of human heart to, to ask this question of, of, you know, like how, how do I find purpose in the world? Uh, how do I find meaning in the things around me? How do I find joy in my life? Um, because our response is a lot of the time we can just go for like, okay, what's my purpose in life? Like, even as a follower of Jesus, I'd still say, and, and Locke, I don't know about you, but there's times where you're still drawn to this idea of like, okay, what is going to be fulfilling? What's going to point me in the pathway yeah. of success? Like what is going to be my own personal fulfillment? And this is what Jesus is getting to is he's saying like, you're not the solution to your own personal fulfillment, like deny yourself. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But like, but what about like when I get to that stage in my career that I really want to get to, or what about my finances or if, I, there's that job in play, it's that dream job, and I just, I'm going to keep going there and like goals and ambitions, everything like that. Like, that's actually all really, really good things. What Jesus is saying that he's not saying ignore that, chuck it out the window, but he's saying like deny yourself is not putting me first, as in like not putting you first. It's not a me centered thing. Because um, I guess the invitation that Jesus is, is giving us when he talks about deny yourself is really saying like, okay, what about? Those are all kind of external desires like around you. What Jesus is asking us really to, to think about um, is this question we talked about on Sunday is like, can you really trust yourself to save yourself? Like if we get to this end point of like, okay, if you're going to say that you're the solution to your own personal fulfillment, your own personal betterment, then where does it come to when you're the solution to the person who can res rescue yourself from any situation? In the times when you're having your lowest of lows, like in the anxiousness uh, in the worry and the stress and the pivotal circumstances in your life, Jesus is actually saying, like, it's, it's this question here, right? Can you really trust yourself to save yourself and pull, pull yourself out of that rut? But really, when we look at this gospel message, Jesus is asking, can you really trust yourself to save yourself? Even when it comes to salvation, like for followers of Jesus, I think part of the walking with Jesus is actually knowing where we're going. It's this eternal perspective uh, where we can look back on life and look at, like, how we how generous we were, how we served, how we spoke to people, um, how we how we actually actioned uh, things out of love. Like that's a bit of an eternal perspective. If it doesn't matter here on earth, I won't let it affect me. Or sorry, if it doesn't matter here in heaven, I won't let it affect me here on earth. I know we've talked about it here on the podcast yeah, before. We have. But Jesus is saying like, 
can you really trust yourself to save yourself if you know that at times you're actually your worst enemies? If you know that at times that, you know, it, it's self-sabotage that's leading you to feel all these things or, or you're finding yourself in this cycle, like, can you really trust yourself to save yourself? So when Jesus is saying deny yourself, he's saying, like, don't put it. It's not all on you. It's not, he's not saying don't put it all the pressure on you, but it's not all on you to be the solution to your own anxiousness, your own lostness. It's not all you to rescue yourself. And ultimately, you can't be your own savior. You, you can't be the solution to your own salvation. Mm. Um, so really simply, the Christian faith says that our own internal desires, are like humanity, humanity is what is part of the problem, not the solution. Like it's actually the human heart. And and that's sin, right? Anything that ruptures our relationship with God or with people around us. Jesus is saying when it, when it comes to following me, when it comes to being a disciple or a learner, that Methodist uh, definition we got on the weekend, it's not enough just to know me as a teacher or a principal for life. You need to base your life on my life, on my death, on my resurrection. Jesus is saying don't base it on yourself. That's the action. It's, it's self-denial. Yeah, well, that, that didn't sound too bad because I, my next question, Riley, was probably more referring to some of the the worst aspects you talked about on Sunday, because as I was listening in, um, you were talking, I'm not, what was the stat about how many people have, have been killed for their faith, their Christian faith? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, beyond at home, I don't know if I gave the reference, but uh, Oxford Christian world encyclopedia estimates that throughout history, there have been approximately 75 million Christian martyrs and then 45 million of those killed in the 20th century. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing that's, more than half of those martyrs happening literally the last 100 years. So that's incredible. And I, I think about this and, and you said you painted it really nice of what it looks like to deny yourself. Um, but often that that's not a fun process sometimes, like putting aside your selfish interests and saying, oh, Jesus, yeah. I will take up my cross, which means I will do anything. Um, I'll be willing to do anything to follow yeah. you and your way of life. That sometimes mm. isn't like an easy thing to do. I think that's why following Jesus sometimes isn't the easiest road that we can take. And so my next question is, you know, like why would anyone knowing how many people have died or knowing how much hard work, pain, <laughs> suffering, misunderstanding, why would anyone want to become a Christian? Because that it doesn't sound incredible yeah. when, you, you know, well, you put some of those other things around it. What a selling point to give of a, of a Sunday and on Beyond at Home <laughs> too. Hey, but this is like also, and again, look, like going through and looking at this verse this week as we were piecing everything together, like, you know, Jesus, this comes across like Jesus is made out like this terrible advertiser. Like this is a really poor strategy to get people on board with your mission uh, or with your movement or like everything in marketing world and media world um, in that kind of consumer culture is like, here's the solution. This is what you need to do. This is how you'll get there. Like this is how you have the better and good life. And Jesus comes out with like following me. This is, this is what you must do and this is what it will cost you. And then he pretty much says when he's saying take up your cross, he's saying like, yep, it's going to cost you your life. <laughs> and um, again, sitting and looking at this this week, it was really hard not to look at these incredible stats. And again, we even look, um, yeah, we even like look at the Jesus movement today and, and followers of Jesus in our world. Like we go outside of Australia right now um, or even just in this time right now, like 345, there are 345 million followers of Jesus in the world who, just as we are talking right now, are at the risk of losing their life, losing their jobs, home, losing a loved one, you know, people around them, family being taken away from them just yeah, by saying those four words. Jesus. 
of I believe in Jesus. And oh, wow. when Jesus says, like, take up your cross, again, like he's, he's talking about this kind of ancient torture device, really, that leads to death. He's, he's putting the picture of the cross in front of followers of Jesus. And he's saying, this is every day, every day, this must be the shape of your life if you want to follow me. But ultimately, you're right, Locke, like, it's it's not really enticing, is it? But it's also, and it's not going to be easy because what Jesus is saying is, like, the world will push back against what what Jesus is talking about here. Like, we can see that Jesus is being countercultural here. Um, and even if we look at that first century Rome, like, Rome, Caesar, um, the guy who entered the Caesar salad, like he, 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 6,000 Christians in one day, in one day yeah, across wow. a 100 meter mile stretch, um, like crucified people to say to the world, like, I'm Lord, like I'm here and I have absolute authority. And Jesus is saying that there will be things in this world. You won't have the same worldly success that those around yeah. you might be going for. The idea of success, the idea of the perfect this, that everything where you want to go like that vision of a better life like jesus saying like no this is the life for you but it's a process of becoming and being refined even in your trials even in the suffering even in the pain the hurt like the expectation and standard is not set at a low comfortable bar and i'm kind of thankful for that upon reflecting upon what jesus is saying here because if christianity was that easy then then we would end up in a spot where being a christian was easy being a follower of jesus is easy and then all of a sudden church is just this place where people come and they sit and they just go okay it's just an event like i just need to get to this spot in my life it's a matter of do's and don'ts which is not the case jesus is saying like no no prepare yourself don't not just even prepare yourself every day take up your cross daily and i think when we look at the jesus movement in itself it's just a miracle in itself that we we are even talking about you know the, the church today the jesus movement today let alone talking about jesus today but we can because of the work of God and the work of God through people who have actually spread this message of hope into a world where there's hopelessness, hopelessness in corners of the world where the gospel and this good news message hasn't been shared before. And they do it knowing that in these places, there's a risk that they could actually lose their life. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, deny yourself, self-denial, take up your cross. It's a death to your own selfish ambitions, your own emotional desires. Um mm. And yeah, the the expectation is is not set at this low, comfortable bar. Yeah, and I think we're we're addressing the problem of Jesus, right? Like we're camping out for four weeks at Beyond at Home through our PM and AM experiences, and also the Beyond the Message podcast. Mm. We're talking about the problem of Jesus, but I'm actually just looking at this passage that you've um, used for your Sunday message, and in verse 25 of Luke 9, I think Jesus is actually answering the problem of humanity, and he's saying. For what does it profit a man or woman if he gains the whole world, wealth, yeah. fame, success, yeah. and loses or forfeits himself or herself? Mm, and I think Jesus, yeah, I think Jesus is saying, "Hang on, like you all know what it feels like to reach a milestone or reach a goal and feel totally unfulfilled. Like you know, mm. you get a new car and you're like, this is going to change my life. And after a week, it's just a car. You know, we yeah. all we know that kind of empty feeling of worldly things. And I think Jesus is is really addressing the problem of humanity and saying, like, mm. why would anyone become a Christian? Well, everyone knows what it feels like to, to not be doing too great in life or to be unfulfilled. Yeah. I've got yeah. a solution that is fulfilling that. Mm. Yeah. It does take a, it might, might require hard work, pain, suffering, misunderstanding, but mm. it's a fulfilling life to follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And it's life to the full. And again, but the experience of what Jesus is inviting us into is like, yeah, but empty yourself first to experience this life to the full 
which even looking at that Luke 925 verse lock, like I think of stories of, and this is an easy example, right? Celebrities in our world who literally have the glamour and the fame and the success of everything. And you're like, you know what? If I had a private jet and could go anywhere at any time, (laughs) surely that's going to be a pretty good life. And yet we hear these stories and these scandals of people who've had fallouts in their own life and not just like fallouts in this sense of like, you know, going bankrupt or addiction, but like family, like imagine getting to that stage and then having this experience of, of being lonely, even when you should be sitting on top of the world, you think, and that's, this is what yeah, Jesus is, is talking about. Again, you've hit a bang on the nail in, in 9 verse 25 of Luke. Um, but even when, you know, take up your cross, that you're not going to be experiencing this idea of worldly success that our world speaks to. That's the human heart. Again, the nature of our human heart. Followers of Jesus have been called to be learners and learn from Jesus as an apprentice and a student. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. These are, again, incredibly powerful words jesus is getting really narrow tunnel vision with what it means to follow me but he's keeping it simple through that action and behavior yeah i think as well i just want to echo for the listeners out there like it's this isn't an easy conversation to have it's not it's not incredibly easy and there's no clear-cut answers Mm. Uh, i just want to note that and um we're kind of going off our own experience and interpretation hopefully somewhat accurate but yeah it's just a it's a tricky conversation when when jesus is so clear and we're like what what do we make how do we make sense of this (laughs) Yeah, and like the same time, yeah, in my head as well, like, like exactly what you're saying. And if you're coming from an experience where you're listening in today and you wouldn't even call yourself a follower of Jesus, like again, this is a this is an overwhelming kind of conversation that we're even like listening into <laughs> as Jesus is talking to this crowd because it's just like, oh. but I guess the the thing that we can take from it, and this is the problem of following Jesus too, is that some of us have created our own version of Jesus based off our experience with Christians. And I'd actually say like, this isn't just saying this is what people who aren't Christians do, but like even for us as church people, we can base our experience of Jesus based off our experience with other church or Christian people. Um, But Jesus never called us to be Christians. And again, I know we've talked about this on the podcast. We all have our own different definition of Christians. Ultimately, when it comes to this problem of following Jesus, we have to ask the question of, of who is Jesus? Um, and explore that ask the question who is jesus to me but also what version of you know jesus am i am i following here um so it's it is it's this crazy big conversation whirlwind but it's i just find it remarkable that jesus is able to get this out in almost like one sentence here that's right <laughs> um it's pretty clear what we're talking about that's right yeah mm. well i know at the start i said we uh we do four questions but i'm going to skip to the fourth miss the third um, and Riley, I, I want to finish off this podcast by just getting your perspective and asking you, how can I follow Jesus today? Because um, it seems a little bit unclear. Like there, there's a very mm. clear direction, but it's not often followed up by like, a, okay, this is what you should do specifically in your context. Um, but Riley, speaking to your point as well, how can I follow the real Jesus? Knowing that there's a few different versions out there, how can I um, begin to follow the real Jesus today? Yeah. Oh, and it's... A great question. And again, I think two parts, right? Like I'd, I'd say firstly, um, you know, for those who are followers of Jesus, like we, this is my big take, even just again, through, through looking at this address that Jesus gives to this crowd, like for us as followers of Jesus, we need to ask this question daily. 
in the days where we're experiencing like peak joy, best days of our life in the mediums, but also like in the lowest of lows and the times where we're like, where is God and all this when we have our doubts or when God is kind of like master of our life on Sunday. And then throughout the rest of the week, it's just like, all right, see you again back in that building on Sunday. Like daily, we have to ask ourselves this question of not just like, who is Jesus to me, but like, why do I follow Jesus? Why do I follow Jesus? So in those moments when it's like, okay, this has happened. Like, this is going on for me. I'm feeling like this right now. Instead of pushing God away, like God, God doesn't push away from us. Like God is, God's there. Like it's presence and proximity. Um, that's the type of heavenly father he is. But it's this reminder and refresher for us as followers of Jesus. When we ask this question, why do I follow Jesus? We have this experience of falling kind of in love with Jesus. Possibly again, sometimes it has to be a reminder for us, but but ultimately, when we ask this question, this is what Jesus invites us into in the first place or invites us to consider um, when he says the words of follow me, which is that that habit at the end of kind of his address. We need to think through not only if we love Jesus, but why. Why do I follow Jesus? Is it real? Is it motivated by the fact that I get God, not just that I get certain things for myself as a result? Um, and there's so many awesome things in being a follower of Jesus. Like even when it comes to local church, like being part of community and making friends and and having family life that you can rely on, like there are so many great things, but it also points to this message of hope. Like when you ask the question, why do I follow Jesus? It's not a question that's meant to completely rupture the foundation of your faith, but more so point you back to the foundation of your faith, which when we look at what does it look like to follow Jesus, we have to ask the question of who is Jesus? And as we kind of follow the real Jesus, like, I think one of the best places to do it, yes, is in community. In fact, if I was to chuck on another form Monday, even coming out of Sunday lock, like I think one of the great places we get to do it at Beyond is within our connect groups um, where this week, this is one of the conversations that we'll have. What does it look like to follow the real Jesus? And obviously when we're hearing how to follow Jesus from Jesus himself, like that's another big thing too. So as we read through this is what Chris was talking about last week too, with the problem of the historical Jesus. As we read through the gospels, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we get this picture of Jesus that we're able to, to wrestle with, but we're able to approach and we're able to look at our struggles, our questions, which you can still whack into the beyond the message bonus podcast that we're doing at the end of this series. Yes. The um, bonus too, podcast. Which is we great. I'm excited for that one, Locke. Like it's actually to experience the opportunity of investigating who Jesus is and not just doing it based off our experience with Christians because we're not always going to get an accurate portrayal. There's some loving, compassionate, generous Christians out there. There's also some weird ones and judgy ones and super hypocritical ones, but ultimately that's not who Jesus is. I know that for sure. But I think this is the matter. We actually have to first explore who Jesus is and ask ourselves that question. And I think in community and actually by going through Scripture and actually by talking to God in the process too, and I know that might sound really odd maybe for a lot of people and a lot of friends of this show um but talking to a heavenly father who who loves you so much who so desperately wants to be in a relationship with you that i understand at the same time sounds really odd too like this is a heavenly father creator of the universe who wants the best for you and is inviting you into a process of becoming a process where it's not just one off it's not destination it's not just shooting up a prayer into the sky um it's a process of learning again discipleship mathetus learner we can't think our way into a relationship with Jesus. We need to live our way into a relationship with Jesus. And again, it's the process, it's the proximity, and it's the presence that matters most. And, and then that's when we get better in this adventure and journey that we get better at denying ourselves, picking up our cross and, and ultimately following him.
so good. Well, I hope we haven't um, confused and we've only gave, given clarity to our listeners here on the Beyond the Message podcast. It again, it's a complex topic, um, but realistic. You know, really, at the end of the day, um, we can only help people to to follow Jesus. We can't exactly um, show people every step and, and in a way you have to engage in a relationship with Jesus and just fumble your way through it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun at different times. It's going to be painful and it's going to hurt a little bit. Um, but that's the, that's the joy of the, of, of becoming a follower of Jesus is that it's purely personal journey. And uh, mm. therefore I can't even tell you how good it's going to be because only you can experience that um, yeah. it, with your that's own really story. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And again, I think this opens up the other conversation again of like, what questions do you have? What are the problems that you face when it comes yeah. to Jesus too? And having and he, a space. And that's yeah. why I think community is so good for it, having a space where you can engage in those conversations and know that you have a sense of belonging in that space too. And again, this is why like, I think our local church is, is always going to be such an, an awesome environment for that. Yeah, that's right. So www.beyondchurch.com.au forward slash problem of Jesus. Is that correct, Riley? I'm looking up right problem now. Problem of Jesus. That's the problem. one of jesus um and you go there and you can ask your questions for this um for this series even if you have questions now you've listened to a few messages you listen to the beyond the message podcast you can ask us to clarify some questions that we've asked if you want to it answered from a different angle or something like that so go mm-hmm. ahead ask away the bonus episodes are going to be recorded over the next few weeks and we'll release them too but we're so excited that we get to have that extra space to just clarify and ask, you know, just give you the space to ask any question you like anonymously and we will answer all of the questions. It's going to be good. Very good. Thanks for jumping on, Riley. We will see you in two weeks when you're back for part four. Can't wait for it. Thank you, Lockie. Always fun. See you then, mate.